Well, greetings, everybody. Welcome back to The Shakedown, a podcast by Corrections, about Corrections, and for Corrections. I'm your host, Warden Dawson. Good to be back with you again. Uh, Just a few housekeeping uh, notes. Uh, If you are listening to this on the website at shakedown.org, you can also uh, look at it on YouTube. Uh, Go to YouTube and search The Shakedown Podcast, and you can watch the video uh, depending on who it is that's talking, you may prefer just to listen. I mean, that's okay. No problem. No offense taken. Um, but there are times where I have some folks uh, uh, with me that you may not mind at all uh, watching. So uh, good to have as a uh, guest with me today, uh, Miss Barbara Gould from the state of Michigan um, and a host of experience and titles, et cetera, that I will not go through because I'll leave some off. But the point of our uh, conversation today and hopefully over the next few weeks, going to have some more uh, topics to discuss with Barbara. But one uh, we want to get into today is dealing with wellness as far as you and I as corrections officers. Often we think we talk about care, custody, and control, focus on the care of the inmates, making sure they have what they need, uh, medical, food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and if the inmates are good, we end our shift, nobody died, nobody got released that they weren't supposed to, then it's a victory and we can go home satisfied that we did our job. Uh, but when you look at what the statistics are showing as far as corrections officers and just some, some numbers that I, that I looked at and, and I'm, I hope I'm not stealing some of Barbara's thunder with this, but anyway, um, it's kind of sobering. Uh, in a 2011 uh, survey, uh, they said that among corrections officers that the PTSD rates actually double what it shows in the military among corrections officers, um, that suicidal ideation rates among corrections officers are 39% higher than all other careers or professions combined. I don't know about y'all, but that's kind of freaky. Uh, that scares the stuff out of me. But the question that that we want to ask and answer today is, is why is that the case? Uh, you look at uh, somebody that joins the military and, and, and uh, the care they receive as, as a uh, military personnel. And then when they get out as a veteran, there's a lot of focus put on the military for good reason. Definitely justified. Don't not criticize it or complain about it. But I think that we as corrections officers ignore the subject of wellness, and specifically today, um, mental uh, wellness. Uh, would you agree with with that with that statement, Mom? I absolutely would. And a, and a big thing that I think people don't realize is PTSD isn't just direct exposure. Right. So when you're listening to somebody tell a very graphic, mm. you know, story of something that happened, uh, you're processing that in your brain, and you can also get PTSD from that. Um, a lot of our military service, uh, they don't see combat as much as they did back in you know, right. times of World War II, Vietnam. Uh, so the PTSD isn't there quite as much. Uh, whereas if you work at, you know, the jail I came from, late 90s, early 2000s, you know, we had a lot of incidents, violent, yes. violent suicides, violent gang attacks, things like that. And you don't just witness it yourself. Right. You then want to talk to your coworkers about it because yes. I want to get this off my chest and tell you, well, I'm, I'm basically just sharing that trauma with you is what I'm doing. Very nice. You know, Very you're nice. welcome. So, <laughs> uh, we, I think we forget about that and it doesn't affect everybody. 
Some people, their brains can process traumatic events a little better than some of the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, so it's important to keep that in mind. Um, you know, for me, uh, we're coming out of Flint, Michigan, which I brought you some water, by the way. You can drink that later. Oh, fantastic. Um, <laughs> it, you know, there was a lot of things that happened in my jail, uh, whether I experienced it or others experienced it. Um, my significant other also, you know, his career was in the same facility as mine. Um, so there was a lot of back and forth. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the things that really didn't bother him or some of my coworkers uh, ended up bothering me. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it really is kind of been like a personal journey to figure out. Right. Okay, what do I need to do? And now how can I help my coworkers? How can sure. I help my brothers and sisters? Because um, anxiety, the nightmares, you know, the, the tensing up when you walk into certain areas because yeah. something has happened there, uh, it's very real. And uh, it can be life-changing. Well, sure. And you think, I mean, I just as you were saying that, it, it, it dawned on me. You know, when I started uh, with Morgan County, you know, we had to take a psyche bail to get hired in. Mm-hmm. But that's the last time that anybody ever asked or checked on yeah. my psychological wellness, which yeah. that's that's an interesting thought. That there's never again is it broached. Never as again. long as long as you're you're not you're sane enough to be hired. Yes. Go. And and most of us when we're hired, uh, we tend to be younger. Or mm -hmm. if it is a second career, your first career, we get a lot of educators, things like that. They right. haven't had any type of trauma. So they're going to pass that psych test with flying colors. Right. Like they're good. They're yeah. golden. Um, but not, don't worry, because our agencies and what happens in them, we're going to change that for them. <laughs> yes, so yes, absolutely. It's, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so, but it's it's really important. You know, I, I've talked to sheriffs about getting wellness programs, mm -hmm. different avenues um, for helping people that are having, you know, some mental problems or PTSD right. because they don't always want to go through their EAP program, their employee sure. assistance program. Right. Um, they don't see, want that record. Yeah, that stigma that, hey, I called <coughs> and now, you know, I feel like I'm on this list. Um, so just getting different resources out to sheriffs. And some of them are pretty on board and, and others, and you see it if they haven't worked in corrections or aren't present in their corrections division. Right. They're not as gung-ho, but that doesn't mean as officers we can't seek those resources ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, so let's say that you have uh, – whether it's a smaller jail or it's a jail maybe where the administration uh, is not as directly engaged with the staff. You know, I'm a, I'm a corrections officer. I'm working in a facility where <laughs> I, I passed my psyche about at the beginning, but I'm struggling with some stuff and there's really nothing there. Are there some things that I can do as an individual, maybe some, some things ahead of time that I can, you know, safeguards or maybe as I'm struggling with some things. Yes. To, to help make sure that I don't end up being one of those that just throws my stuff down, I quit, I'm out of here. Right, I'm done one day. Yes, yes. Yeah, so there's there's actually quite a bit we can do. Um, and it's, you know, you hear it all the time, cognitive restructuring, change mm -hmm. the way you think. Mm -hmm. um, we tend to be a little more negative coming from the corrections. If I, I know. Say it ain't so. That's <laughs> it's a crazy thought, but we do. We tend to be a little more negative. Um, so just stopping ourselves when we find ourselves okay. doing that and saying, okay, wait, is this really as bad as I think it is? Mm. Is there a way I can change this? And what is something that's positive 
out of the situation, which okay. that last one can be really hard to find, but right. I guarantee it's probably, probably there. Right, and, uh, right. and you know, and I, and I struggle, I do this every day. Like it's, it's a constant work in progress. Like you're not just going to wake up one day and be like, Hey, I am, you know, poly positive. Today's a great day and the rest of my life's going to go great. Um, where, where we're at and you know, the areas, uh, I travel a lot and, um, so that this area I'm traveling and the, the breakfast at the hotel <clears throat> yesterday, there's a big old line of us trying, right. just trying to get some breakfast. And, and I found myself getting a little irritated. I'm like, I don't have that much time. This is taking forever. And I had, I stopped myself and I'm like, wait a minute. It's my fault. I didn't come down here earlier. One. <laughs> right. Two, there is one person serving like over 200 of us. Mm. And everybody's short-staffed. Everybody's hurting. Right. It's not just jails. And this poor girl is working her behind off. And I'm like, you know what? I need to be grateful for that. Because the hotel's probably having a harder time getting somebody in right. to help with the food service right. and stuff. You know what? I need to take a breath. It's not her fault. Probably not the hotel's fault. It's going to be fine. Yeah. What's the worst? I it, I run out of time and I got to grab an apple. I should probably eat an apple anyways <laughs> instead of some cheesy eggs and bacon. Um, but it's it's a daily constant process yeah. of stopping ourselves and saying, wait a minute. Why am I letting myself think like this? Yeah. And that helps take some of that stress off your, you know, mentally. So that's one thing you can do is, you know, change how you think. Um, I'm a big advocate for meditation. And I know a lot of people in corrections, they're like, mm, meditation. Well, I mean, you, you immediately think of the old Snapple commercials with the guy at the top of the stairs. Yeah. That's where my brain, yeah, that's where my brain went. That's, yes. that's exactly. <laughs> um, and that's not even it. I mean, right. it, it is to a degree, um, but you get benefits whether you meditate for a minute, an hour, you know, 10 minutes, whatever okay. it may be. Uh, but it's also known as tactical breathing. Right. So if we have anybody that's, you know, come right. from the military, they've mm -hmm. taught military people, yes. especially when dealing with firearms, because right. you get in a situation, you get nervous, you know, you're all ramped up, you got that fight or flight going Yes. Um, to do tactical breathing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. You know, it's, hmm. it's all about stopping for a minute, a few minutes. You know, I tell people, I said, use the rule of four. Breathe in for four, but you got to count while you do it. And then breathe out for four and count while you do it. And don't think of anything other than those numbers and that breath going in and out. And that, that actually resets your brain. There's studies out there that have proven that that takes that stress way down, that resets your brain, and that helps you, you know, go. If you're in the jail and, and you find somebody, hopefully not, hanging or that has tried to kill themselves, you don't even have to take a minute. Right. Call for your backup. You got 10, 20, 30 seconds till they get there and breathe. Yeah. Reset yourself and breathe. That's going to help you process that trauma. When you get the focus off of whatever it is that's causing you to panic or whatever. Yeah. I mean, crisis has happened. They do. I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on one, two, three, four. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yep. And it's not just at, at work either. If anybody has teenagers, especially teenager da teenage daughters, which I understand I'm a, I'm a girl, I was a teenage daughter, 
My dad says I didn't lose my mind till I had already moved out and I was early 20, so he didn't have to deal with it. Bless him and his way, you know, you're welcome, dad. Um, but I, you know, I raise, I help raise two girls mm. and, and just teenagers in general can be difficult. They're yeah. learning who they are. Right. So when you're in those situations with your kids and you're like, okay, you're going to make me lose my patience. Like, Take a breath. Yeah. Take a breath. Take that. You know what? Send them to their room for for a minute and and reset yourself. Do yeah. some tactical breathing. Do do a little meditation and uh, reset yourself before you you handle that issue. You know, with your kid or with your significant other. That's no different either. I mean, you and I know we've been married. You know, not to each other. Uh, <laughs> let's make that clear. Uh, but to our significant significant others for a long time. Yeah. And and you know, love is a choice, and it, it's. Not always easy. Right. Um, right. So instead of, you know, maybe saying that off the wall comment that you're just going to be so pleased you got out there to your significant other, maybe (laughs) you should stop and say, okay, you know what, we're going to table this for a minute. I don't want to get upset. You know, let's come back to this in a few minutes and then take that time and just do that meditation, do that tactical breathing, reset your brain. So. And, And that's, you know, that's free. It's free. You don't. You don't have to. I mean, there's no. You don't have to buy a book. Nope. You don't have to. You know, register some online program that you're going to get no. 900 emails about. Right. It's. You know. It's. Yeah. Totally free. Totally easy. I can take care of it. I can do it. I. Yeah. All on your own. No equipment. And no. If, no. Nothing. You got to buy. It's and if I can, you. if I can count to four, <laughs> then I'm qualified. That's. Well, that's why I didn't go up to six. I didn't want to exclude you there, Gordon. <laughs> I mean, and you think if you can do headcount, I mean, at least. That's right. Unless you have yeah. four-man housing units all over your jail. Or, right. Uh, exactly. You know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So I'm, I'm, I'm applying. I'm dealing with this situation. I'm applying this tactical breathing. Um, and yes, it's helping, but I'm still struggling with some things. Right. What can I do beyond, beyond that? Okay. The breathing's great. Right. But it's a little deeper than that. Right. Yeah. That. It, it's not going to solve everything. Right. Uh, so I'm a big advocate for counseling, and that doesn't mean you necessarily have to go to a professional. Mm. Um, friends. Okay. Trusted family. Sure. Um, you know, they can help you more than, than you realize. Uh, but I think a lot of times we tend to be a little sarcastic, a little off the cuff about things with mm-hmm. people, and we don't sit them down and say, look, I really need you to listen and I, I would, yeah. you know, enjoy your perspective because this is what I have going on. And, and I'm struggling. And it's okay to struggle. I've, we all struggle right. in different things. Um, and, and you know what? A licensed counselor, therapist, psychologist can help too. If nothing else, it's that third-party person that has no vested interest in mm. that situation. Sure. So they're going to be looking from the complete outside world view. Right. And be able to give you some help and suggestions. And you're getting it off your chest. Right. You know, which is huge. Getting that out there. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this, you know, we tend to just share it with our corrections folks. Right. And we're just basically passing the buck. (laughs) Yes. Um, You know, so find that that friend that you don't necessarily work with. Yeah. That's, you know, I love things like JailCon because you meet so many different people from all over and you know that you might find somebody in two states over that you can call and say, "Okay, look, I, n- I need some help." Yeah. 
and uh, they're going to be there for you because we're we are we're a great family. Corrections is a great big family. Um, I love everybody that I've met, and I have I've called people mm. and said, "Okay, look, um, I know you don't know my facility. I don't know, I know you don't understand where I'm coming from as far as you know this arranged this way or this, but I know you're going to understand what I'm going through." Yeah. So I, I really need that help. I need you to listen. Um, and if that doesn't work, find a counselor. Yeah. You, you can literally go to, I think it's psychiatry.com, and they will help you by state. Find Interesting. different specialists. Okay. So, you know, if you want somebody that's a little more familiar with law enforcement, public safety, corrections, you can find that on there. If you just want someone, maybe you have some stuff from your childhood. Sure. I mean, let's... Let's face it, not all of us grew up, right. you know, with the white picket fence. And uh, you can find counselors that can help with, you know, childhood things and growing up as well. So, Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, we're, that's about all the time we got for this one. But come back in with us next week and we will carry on this conversation about wellness. Hopefully you got some, uh, some at least some food for thought uh, out of this. And, guys, um, nobody's going to see after our mental wellness better than we do. Um, if it's, it's got to be important to us. And uh, you see one of your coworkers seems to be struggling, uh, maybe point them to this episode and you know, maybe give them some thoughts. Uh, we got we to make sure that we, we take care of ourselves, take care of each other. But uh, I hope you guys come back with us next week as we continue the conversation. Um, check out um, the podcast on the website, theshakedown.org. Like I said, you can go to the YouTube uh, and then search the Shakedown podcast. There's a place to leave comments. Uh, the email, um, the Shakedown at jailtraining.org. If you got questions or thoughts, uh, shoot them to us. Uh, share it with some folks you know. Uh, the number of subscribers is growing, and that is awesome. Glad to see that. Want to get this information out there. But guys, until the next time, stay sharp, stay safe, stay vigilant. Godspeed.